Thank you for joining us today as we are two preachers talking about preserving unity in uncharted territory. Just trying to figure this thing out today on the Two Preachers Podcast. And if you are watching our video on YouTube, you just signed off. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that music slaps, man. I love I'm it. Telling you, it's uh, it, and the air drumming I, that I was just doing is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, yes. welcome back to the Two Preachers Podcast. Yeah. My name is Ben James. I am pastor of First Church of Christ in Grayson, Kentucky, and I am joined not only on audio but also on Zoom. The miracle of modern technology by my friend Josh Schmidt pastor of First Baptist Church of Grayson as of May 16th, 2020. We'll see if that continues down the road. But <laughs> Ben, I'm super excited to join you today, and I am overwhelmed by the sheer nerdiness of your setup there. I love it, dude. I yeah. absolutely love it. We've got, we've got some Marvel. We've got some Star Wars. We've got some Lord of the Rings. We've got a, a DC Robin Lego figure mm-hmm. in the corner. Yeah. It's very nerdy and beautiful. Yeah, it, it is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. This is this is my home studio or slash AKA spare bedroom that my wife so graciously, uh, I, I think I just beat her into submission with my constant nagging of please, oh, yeah. please, 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 please. This is my version of a man cave. Uh, so, you know, thank you. Shout out to my wife, Kim, for, um, for being willing to just appease me, basically. Looks great, man. I've been seeing you, Ben. I'm glad to get back uh, together with the podcast and kind of get back into the swing of, of what we've been doing. How have you been surviving this quarantine thing? Uh, surviving okay. Uh, just the maddening, uh, facing the madness that is what everyone else is facing as well. The um, Just the constant changing, the constant uh, moving. Um, the, the not only dealing within yourself and the family of processing through this, this whole situation, but also helping leadership staff and congregation of, of the church process through this, you know, some of them affected mightily, you know, and greatly with financial loss and loss of employment or threat of uh, loss of employment. Uh, some that are doing okay, you know, that that's not been affected, um, so it's overall doing fantastically well, but um, in these uh, uncertain and unprecedented times, as you see everything that's emailed. Yeah, everything's saying. unprecedented right now. Yeah, yeah. So how about you, my friend? How are you? Good, good. It's been uh, the most interesting last three months of my life, without a doubt. Uh, I graduated from seminary. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Thanks, man. I literally only just said that so you would congratulate me in front of everybody. Appreciate you, <laughs> And then um, Benjamin is, our son Benjamin is just rip roaring through the terrible twos right now. And so it has been a blessing. I'm using air quotes, blessing. Yes. Uh, it's been awesome to be home with, with him a little more. Um, kind of like you guys, um, we're not at the office every day now and, and been at home a lot with, with him. Um, and so I think he's just as tired of me as I am of him. <laughs> I walked out of the house this morning at eight o'clock and I was like, bye buddy. And he was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. 
I'm tired of seeing you. So throwing, throwing deuces up. Yeah. We're all getting pretty stir crazy and we can't wait for the moment when we can stop or start just dropping him off at everyone's house again, <laughs> just to get, get rid of him for a little bit. <laughs> and, and probably, you know, Lauren feels the same way. Yeah. 100% about, about you. me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I know that my wife's ready to throw me out of a window. There's there's no question from the no. highest room of the tallest tower. So, but let's um, let's get in. And as we kind of mentioned before, if um, you know, we will have this available. It's first going to come out on our podcast, just like we normally do. Then uh, you know, just a little while later, however long it takes me to edit this, we are going to be you know we're recording this via Zoom call, and we'll release this out on our YouTube channel as well. So. If you're listening to this via your podcast, then at some point uh, you can take a look at our beautiful faces that were made for radio. So yes, um, and and you know what? I just before we get into this, I have to uh, at least acknowledge um, the beauty of this ever-changing landscape and what is podcasting through this yeah. time. The last episode that we recorded, we made the statement that we were going to try to start producing content. Each week, all through on that one, didn't we? <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was not one of our finer moments. <laughs> but uh, but we just uh, we we ask you for a little bit of grace and thank Please. you for that yes. grace. But let's uh, Josh, let's start talking. Well, we 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 usually do some ministry moments. Let's not neglect that. What's uh, what's yeah. some of the things that's been going on with you other other than the uh, as we were talking about the trash dumpster fire that is yes. social media. So, you know, I thought about this earlier what ministry moment will we talk about? I just want to kind of to shout out my church real quick if that's okay, Ben. Uh, I assume that almost none of them will be listening to this, so they won't hear the accolades that I'm showering them them with. But um, to have seen them respond in this season and to watch a church that, you know, is a traditional um, church that um, kind of had a particular way of doing things adapt to this season of isolation has been awesome. And so we have uh, come forward like 300 years in technology over the last three months, which no is doubt. great. Yeah. And uh, I'm like you, man, I, I feel like at this point I should own stock in Zoom. I'm just Zooming to death right now. And um, But to, to have seen the church adapt to this has been awesome. And just our online presence and things like that has, has been really incredible. And so I'm hoping that even when we uh, thankfully transition out of this season that we're in, that we'll be able to continue um, using the same technological means that we have been. Yeah. So that's been cool. What about you, Ben? Um, yeah, we have we have seen uh, again. We've talked about this before, but just this these unprecedented times of there in there's never to me been a more opportune situation uh, that, that where people have been receptive to hear the gospel. Uh, Amen. And, and just to have those conversations. As of this recording, we have seen um, 24 decisions for Christ made Amen. throughout hey. this time. So, I mean, that's just, and, and that's that's not by, that is nothing that we are doing. I mean, that is absolutely via the grace of God who is just, um, you know, <laughs> just doing what God does, man. Amen. Uh, so it's just, uh, we, we, we had another, uh, you know, decision, uh, and then following through in the, 
the Lord's command of baptism uh, throughout Amen. this week. So, I mean, it's just, it, it's been, it, it's been far more rewarding and joy-filled than what it has been frustrating. But as we're going to talk about maybe here in just a few minutes, we tend to maybe allow those frustrations to be a little bit uh, more amplified um, than, yes, for sure. than what we uh, what we need to have them. So let's talk first off about this, you know, preserving unity in uncharted territory. Maybe, Josh, you want to let our listeners know, unpack that just a little bit in, in a conceptual form, what we mean by that? Yeah. Um, well, first off, I think that whatever context they're in, whether it is in church right now or in their workplace or just in society in general, um, everyone listening would probably recognize that there's not a lot of unity to be found right now in culture. We are divided, not just in this issue right now of reaction to the coronavirus and things like that, but in my lifetime, I know you're decades, many decades older than me, but uh, in my lifetime, I don't ever remember uh, a more polarizing time. And so that isn't just in the culture. Unfortunately, that's in the church. And we know uh, because we have God's word and we have a recorded history of the New Testament on uh, the New Testament church. We know that's not a new thing that, you know, there's always been division and, and polariza- polarization in the church. Um, but especially right now, it's important that we find unity. And so that is a challenge, I think you would say. Um, and so the, the question is, how do we approach um, our church context and try to um, to push out divisiveness and bring people united together? Because that ultimately is our responsibility as under shepherds, but it's also our responsibility to anyone that's listening. Uh, unity is an active uh, role that everyone has to take in the church, and so um, it's important that we that we seek after it. Yeah, and I think there's a couple different layers to this, as there is with everything. Uh, but as we're talking about this, and 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 you know, kind of targeting church leaders, uh, people in the ministry, sure. people leading others, uh, there is a sense of doing this from the standpoint of maintaining unity within your church. But then there's also something that we need to make sure that we're doing is that we're striving to keep unity amongst other leaders yeah. of, of other churches. And, and, you know, as we were talking before we started recording, I think that if we just exposited Philippians 2, 1 through 4 in this episode, that that would, you know, that would do it. But I, I want to start off uh, by reading yeah. that. Philippians 2, verse 1, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort in love, in, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Um, and, Amen. And, and at the core of this, at the core of humil- the humility challenge is our pride. You know, that's that's a theme of our show here. And and as we talk about this through the remainder of this episode, it's a pride issue. Yes, it is. You know, it's funny, Ben, I've I've mentioned this before. My father was a pastor and I still remember vividly him preaching this passage one time, Philippians 2, 1 through 4. And not to dive into exegesis in this and stuff like that, but um, 
there's one imperative in the text, fulfill my joy. And Paul's talking to the church at Philippi. And so I still remember his sermon title was how to make your pastor happy, because that's what Paul's talking about. (laughs) You want to fulfill my joy, you'll do this. And I love it, man. It's, and, and then of course, as you go into five through 11 and we won't dive into that, but the ultimate example of that is Christ who has shown us what it looks like to take on the form of a servant and be willing to humble himself. And so um, we, that's a desperate need in the church today, not just for the people in our facilities, Ben, but for me and you, buddy, and for our, our leadership. And if unity um, is going to be achieved, it's going to have to come through Christian humility. Yeah. And I think that as we um, talk through this episode, um, you know, the change or the adjustment needs to happen via leadership first. Um, yeah. So you and I will talk to each other and we'll talk to the leaders throughout this episode as well. Uh, and then that, you know, just hopefully will trickle down through um, the, our congregations. Um, but I think that the first thing that we have to do is make sure that we're avoiding gossip. Um, you yes. know, Second uh, Corinthians twelve twenty. For I fear that perhaps when I come, I may find that there's quarreling, jealousy, anger, hostility, slander, gossip, conceit, and disorder. Um, what? No way! Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, pastors read that passage and they're like, "No, you can Paul. No way! Here. Never seen that happen." Before. What are you talking about? And and yeah. that's you know that's been the most frustrating thing to me in a, in a lot of ways is not necessarily the behavior that we're seeing out of congregations, but the behavior that we're seeing out of church leadership through this, yeah. especially as it plays out on social media, just with the amount of, um, of highlighting different, um, you know, different opinions. And I kind of wrote this little statement out, you know, that I believe that these things begin to occur frequently when we value a system or a strategy over scripture, mm, when that's it, excellent. whenever we start thinking about those things, when our systems or our personal strategies, whenever somebody has something else um, that they feel, you know, we, we tend to begin to value the systems and strategy over what scripture tells us. Amen. I've got on my shelf back here, I don't know if you've noticed, Ben, uh, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon. Yes. I think I've mentioned before that I wanted to name our son Spurgeon and I got shot down. Well, Spurgeon is kind of my go-to um, for anything uh, related, to, related to unity because he dealt with such issues of that in London. He has this really neat quote. He says, Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It's his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. And I can't help but think that there's a lot of delight of Satan right now uh, as he looks at the church. And especially he sees not just within, as you're saying, within our church context, but leaders outside of the church uh, in their own specific context, fighting with one another about how the church should interact in this time. And it is so frustrating um, and so we must, we have to do better th- than that as pastors and, and, and under shepherds and, and leaders of our own churches. We have to recognize that every context is different than the one that we're in. And we don't have a civ- silver bullet um, for how people should interact with one another other than the gospel. And so for that reason, man, we have to do better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Another thing that that stands out to me is as I was reading for this, but first first Corinthians one four, Paul talks about the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus. Um, just I think that we need to have a fir- first a recognition that we are flawed, fallible people Excellent. ourselves. That's you know yes. we are um, we're lost, and Jesus Christ is our only hope. So there's yes. an ongoing extension of grace grace from Christ to us and that needs to happen from us to other people as well just this extension of grace and they understand that you know as I'm flawed and fallible Josh is flawed and fallible and every other church leader church member is flawed and fallible um, but let's um, this is a this next one that I would kind of like to get your thoughts on is an overall umbrella statement that I think is just good for anyone who hears in whatever context but speak your criticism directly to each other if you feel the absolute necessity to speak about it. That's right, man. That's right. And, you know, there's so much biblical evidence of how believers are to go to one another when there is disagreement. And it's not on social media. It's it's not uh, via text message or Facebook message to someone else in the church. Uh, this is This is how I've tried to to interact with people in my church when there's been disagreement or division and Ben, I haven't always done a really good job of this, but um, generally when someone comes to me with a complaint about someone else, my first response is, okay, well, have you talked to them about it? Um, And so one of our responsibilities is to encourage and exhort is probably a better word for it. Exhort our fellow members to go to one another rather than going to others to spread the issues that are in the church to um, to take care of them through God's word uh, among each other, rather than you know just opening up the wound for everyone to see. Yeah, absolutely. And that uh, you know Romans uh, chapter twelve eighteen, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Um, it may not good. it may not be possible, but we at least need yeah. to try. You know, we at least need yeah. to try. Um, here's here's another one that I think is is a long lost art in in our society in general, but especially within the church leadership context. Um, look for and maybe even go as far as to assume the best motive from someone else's viewpoint, even if we disagree with that viewpoint. Just think best of their heart and their motives. Um, you know, Romans 14, six, uh, you know, Paul says the one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord since he gives thanks to God while the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Amen. I just, Amen, I, Benny. I, I love that concept. You know, we, and we fail at this, uh, a lot, um, and part of it, I think, is because we're just so tribalistic as uh, not only as a people outside of the church, but within the church, that we think that if someone disagrees with us, they're not disagreeing with their ideas, they're disagreeing with us as a person. 
and we have to recognize that that isn't always the case. Um, we're not being demonized because someone might have a different opinion than us. And so if we um, look at that person and say, okay, well, my belief is the only one that's correct. Let's use the coronavirus, for example, because my goodness, it's what's in all of our faces. Is that, is that what's trending right now? Is that what, is that what the kids yeah, you go are to, talking about right now? If you go to, if you go to Twitter right now, I think it would probably be trending. Um, <laughs> So just use that as an example. If someone feels differently about how I'm supposed to interact to this new, you know, pandemic, it's not because um, it's not because they're evil or they think I'm evil. It's maybe because they have a different understanding of the information that we have. And so it's just all over the church right now. And um, for that reason, like, just let's be united in what really matters. The gospel. I, I was called as a gospel preacher. Yeah, amen. Um, I don't, I don't work for the World Health Organization or the CDC, and I don't have all the information. And so for that reason, I'm going to be unified in the gospel. And I'm going to assume that if someone disagrees with my opinions on something like that, that it's not from a bad place. It's probably from a good place. Yeah. Well, and and to take that even a little bit deeper, you know, Josh, you are employed by FBC, and I'm employed by FCC. And you know what? There is something to be said as the under-shepherd of those congregations for us defending and waving a banner for our people uh, and, and protecting them. But if that becomes greater than our responsibilities of our primary calling of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, then we've elevated our church and our congregation above the one who has appointed us over that. I'm ready to testify after that one, dude. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The, it's crazy how the church can sometimes become an idol for a pastor. And that's a scary thing to say, but the 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 comfort and the um and um not making waves and things like that can really become an idol for a church. Yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um and, and let's talk a little bit about, you know, us talking about that that our differences are that we pastor two different churches. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're we're both believers of the same Savior, the same gospel. What would how would things look differently in your opinion if we focused more on the things that we held in common, starting with the foundation, not of doctrinal beliefs, not of um, you know creeds or things of that nature, but starting with the gospel of Jesus Christ. How much different would things look if we just focused on those things that we had in common in Christ Jesus? I think our county wouldn't be 95% lost. Amen. I mean, seriously, that you know, the Kentucky Baptist Convention put out statistics at 94.7. I think it's 94.7% mm-hmm. mm-hmm. of our county uh, claims to have no interaction with the gospel. Um, part of the reason they have no interaction with the gospel is because our churches, and I've been as guilty of this as anybody, uh, can't figure out how to put aside tertiary issues and attack with the gospel and lead out with the gospel and instead um, are not united or divided on small things. And for that reason, people are dying and going to hell, and we'll all have to answer for that one day, man. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you an example, uh, and this didn't even come from someone within. Uh, my congregation, which is, you know, that that's always the greatest feedback that you get is people who have a vested say in something they're not vested yeah. in. Um, but you know, they were they were seeing some things that other churches had been doing throughout this pandemic that were drawing quite a bit of attention 
on social media. And I was asked why the church wasn't doing something like this. Uh, and, and my response is, the church has been doing something like this. Um, you just told me that, that that particular family, that particular household of the church was doing that. Again, we've already covered this, so this is not, not a horse that I want to try to ride again. But just because you don't see churches doing something in a public view or just because they may not be doing a specific thing does not mean that they're not doing anything. There's things that First Baptist has done that hasn't had a banner wave for it on social media. There's things that my church has done, that Better Life has done, that um, any church in our community, New Beginnings, the Nazarene Church, uh, and I'm sorry, there's 300 and some churches in Carter County. I'm not going to get them all. At least. But, you know, all of the churches are making a difference in their community. Not all of them are waving banners on social media. Don't immediately assume and hop on this criticism bandwagon that you're, the churches that you see or that you're thinking about aren't doing anything. And I think that uh, most of us are doing that, Ben, when you say by design. I mean, oh, absolutely. The, the, the point of this has not been to gain credit credibility for our church because the gospel in and of itself deserves all credit and credibility. We've just tried to help people that are hurting. And um, if we can't be united on that, then what's the point of even being the church? Yeah. Amen. And there's just been so many conversations that I've had with local pastors that I know that you've had with local pastors that you and I've had between each other is like, Hey, we see that you got this going on. That's fantastic. We're not going to try to reinvent the wheel here and start doing that ourselves. But if you need backing on that, if you need help on that, you call me. You know, yeah. my, my church is here, and that's happening within churches all over our community of these conversations that people may never know about this side of eternity. And when we get into eternity with heaven, we're going to care less about some of the conversations our pastors had when we're standing in front of the majesty of God himself. But Amen. Um, just that that understanding and and to realize, Josh, if we would just take, I believe, and adjust our perception of how much of a miracle that it is that my sins, that your sins have been forgiven. Amen. <laughs> how can we not be united on that? Like yeah. we, a minute ago, so I've been, tr we've tried to stay in pretty much constant communication and to get messages from you constantly. And this is not something that you're blasting on Facebook, but talking about people in the community that are coming from death to life in your facilities or um, through conversations with you, dude, we have been so energized Amen. by that. And if we can't be united in that, let's just pack it in and go home. There's yeah. no point in, in even trying to do this. And so I praise God that there are churches and I'm not tooting our own horns, Ben, but there, there are churches like FCC and FBC that recognize that we have the same mission. We're united in the same gospel. And for that reason, we got to root for one another because when you do better, we do better because the kingdom does better. Amen. Amen. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. This is where the video is going to tell on us here because there's going to be a rough chop edit. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Video Should people. I just like dance for that? <laughs> yes, well, please do. Please do. I don't actually have any good dance moves. <laughs> when, when we do the segue music, Spurgeon's going to get with it, son. 
I love it's it. weird seeing a Baptist dance in it. <laughs> so strange. But he it, can only do his head. He can't do any other uh, part of his I, body. I was going to say, but that is kind of a typical Baptist move, though, the chicken dance, you know, with the head bob thing That's going right, on man. there. No hips. No hips. Bible says no hips, man. <laughs> no hips. Okay, so, Josh, we've talked quite a bit in here about preserving unity in uncharted territory. Um, you know, a little spoiler alert coming up. We're going to almost have almost a kind of a part two type situation um, for this episode. We're going to talk about the challenges of reopening uh, churches. But uh, as far as from this episode, is there anything else that that you'd like to add to it? Yeah, for sure. So there's one last thing. Um, One of the reasons we're so um, cognizant and and, um, we find preserving unity so important is because there are people that are outside our facilities that are looking at our facilities and they're watching us to make sure that we are who we really say we are. And so it's, it's very important that our witness is not damaged because we're divided both with leaders in the community, uh, other churches or people in our own church. Uh, Leonard Ravenhill is one of my all time yes. favorite yes. Um, pastor, writer, theologians. He wrote, of course, when revival tarries, one of the things he says about division is um, you you never have to advertise a fire. Everyone comes running when there's a fire. Amen. Likewise, if your church is on fire, you will not have to advertise it. The community will already know. Mm. If people see division in your church, if people see division among leaders of the church in your community, they will want absolutely nothing to do with the church because we are ambassadors of Christ. We are his representative. And so when we don't represent him well, they don't see us, they see Christ. And it's his name that's being damaged. So it's so vitally important that we are united in the gospel during this time. And we're not divided over things that don't matter. Amen. Amen. So good. So now get Spurgeon ready. Now it is time for one of our favorite parts of this podcast. Are you ready, Josh? I'm ready. Segway music. Segway music. All right, Josh, now that we've had a Spurgeon Baptist dance going on here. <laughs> Um, throughout this quarantine, I know that you're probably like me. You've read a little bit more. You've probably watched a little bit more. What's uh, What's been some of your focus of reading and watching? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? So um, we did Together for the Gospel this year, and we were supposed to go to Louisville for that, but they got cancer, canceled, so they did an online um, uh, simulcast of that. And they sent us something like, 15, 17 books. So I have been just working my way through them. And right now I'm reading one by Sharon Jones called Gender Ideology. I'll throw that up on the screen. Hmm. It's really good. Um, And it's just about what Christians need to know about um, gender and what the Bible says about gender. So it's been really, really interesting. So far as watching, I have now seen, I think, every single show on Netflix. Um, I've gone through the entire library. I don't think there's anything left that I haven't seen over the last three months. Um, so, but honestly, I've just been watching The Office nonstop. It's just all that's my life, Ben. I understand. I understand. It's my life. Yeah. What have you read? Anything good? Yeah, I am um, currently reading uh, the Parables of Jesus, written by R.T. Kendall. 
Uh, it's a really good book that he uses an analogy at the beginning of it that uh, talking about the parables, he said, if you try to make one hundred make the parables of Jesus make one hundred percent complete sense in your mind, you're never going to get there. He said missing the point. Yeah, he said the parables of Jesus is like a three legged chair. You can sit on them. It will prop you up, but you're never going to find a comfortable balance uh, mm. to, to rest easy on, and that's the parables by design. Uh, so yeah. that's that's what I've been reading. Uh, watching, you know, my wife and I have gone, I've, I'm have i going to make a guilty, you know, guilty pleasure admission here. I, um, I subscribe to the WWE Network. And I have been going back and reliving some glory days of the 80s, 90s uh, wrestling era uh, to the point that uh, I was having to stand on a table at church the other day to to get something. And uh, my first thought was, I wonder if this thing would break if I fell through Elbow it. Elbow drop uh, through it? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. awesome, dude. I, I too, all like things that are not real. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Check out devs on FX. Uh, devs. Devs. Okay. Interesting. Very, very good. Sci-fi, techie type stuff. And um, it it is really interesting to see Hollywood's take on uh, predeterminism and things like that. So if you're into sci-fi type stuff, check out devs. Really liked it. Awesome. Well, Josh, it's been good seeing you again, my friend. Uh, any parting words for our wonderful listeners? Yeah, um, eat lots of good food right now because when the gyms open back up June 1st in Kentucky, we got to go go back, Bubby. So eat as much as you can while you can. All right, guys. Well, we will see you all next time. See you.